This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. Carol, it's a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, we got a, we got off to a great start, the three of us here. And uh, I think it's only right that we do it in the fashion that we have with everyone who's been on the show. Uh, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs? Uh, I do not. I come from traditionalists and the people that took the conventional route. And I never had the intention ever of becoming an entrepreneur in many senses. I've always just, I've always taken the, the mindset of I was accidentally um, put into the role of an entrepreneur. So it's wow. uh, been an interesting journey because you, it's a different mindset. Yeah, uh, I, I like the language you use specifically, like traditionalist, because uh, there's sort of the implication that you choosing an alternative path or falling into an alternative path may have created friction, but which only further enhanced the decisions or influenced the decisions you made. Is that sort of what happened? Well, my my mother, who was my biggest influence, passed away when I was 19, 20 years old. So I didn't have a safety net, and my parents were divorced. So for me. Um, losing the primary parent in your life at a very young age, I, I assumed I, I didn't have a safety net that every decision I made um, would be based on survival. And that's a different mindset to have. And when you've been raised in, you know, you have to go to college, you have to get a job, you have to get married, you have to have kids. And, and that's, a, that's a normal formula. That is a very um, traditional way of looking at life. But the reality is that isn't the only way of looking at life. And um, when this world of being an entrepreneur opened up to me, gosh, the opportunities were just so vast. And I never even thought about them until then. And so it opened up a whole new world for me. And it was really, uh, it was very challenging because you're trying to get rid of that traditional mindset. And when people are, and I have mentors, obviously, you know, going into being an entrepreneur and they'd explain things to me and I'd be like, I don't even know how to get my head wrapped around that, you know, but the more and more uh, you get trained in it, the more and more you see how many opportunities are really out there. I feel like in that traditionalist viewpoint, everything is very confined in a box. Like you can't go outside the box. But everything that an entrepreneur does is outside of the box. And that's, um, it, it is a different way of looking at things and so much more hopeful than um, if you had followed that conventional mindset. Absolutely well said. Uh, and it's it's rare for me to come across someone who can put it in words how I felt like most of my life also growing up without parents predominantly uh, just having that experience uh, of like every decision I make is based off survival. 
Uh, and the earlier that that happens to you in life, the more it impacts your decisions as an adult. So I, I, I think it was very important that you said that. I rarely had the chance to get that on tape, but it's so important because so many, so much of what is an entrepreneur is also this constant creating this the path as you're walking it, literally moving the 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 cement every step that you take over to the next step. Isn't that accurate? <laughs> oh yes, and a lot of like falling flat on your face along the way, you know. <laughs> and because it's just uh, it's it's a constant testing of your theories, right? Okay, let's see if this works. Yeah, you know, that's not going to work. But the quicker you find out that it's that particular concept fails, the easier it is to adjust and refine it and do the next thing, right? And I think it's just for us it's like being um inventors, you know. You just keep <laughs> doing it over and over and over and finding that correct path for you, because what's correct for you might not work depending on the industry you're in too. So everything is dependent on you and your creativity and how far you're willing to take it and your the perseverance and the ambition and the drive and the passion behind it. Yes, yes. And yes, we were just having a conversation about entrepreneurship and creativity three, four calls ago. Uh, <laughs> So let, let's 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 keep the narrative going. So that's what happened. That's the origin point. Uh, the tragedy strikes, and where you said you found mentors, and was it through their companies, and that you got your start, or were they pushing you to start your own company? What did that? No, happen? actually, I started it well before then. So I had already established myself. Um, I accidentally, like I said, came onto this entrepreneur thing, but it came after my mom passed away. I was on, um, I was basically becoming um, a doctor. So I was in pre-med, but when she passed, that was really not my dream. And I found out very quickly, my heart wasn't there. I mean, I was doing it because I was good at math and I was really good at science. And so, you know, I excelled in school and I had grants to go to med school, but at the end of it, it really wasn't um, something I wanted to do. So I found myself at kind of a crossroads at that point. What do I do? So I changed my major to business. And um, I think there was a little bit of my mom passed away when she was 47. And for me, I, by the time I was got divorced, I was in my early forties. So there was a part of me that was like, well, shoot, if I follow my mom's path, you know, and I live till I'm, let's just say 47, is this where I want to be in life? And that was a question I had to ask myself and I wasn't happy where I was at. So I found myself divorced. I found myself alone again. I had two children, you know, I, I had to make a living. And so it came down to, well, what am I going to do? And I actually started doing some completely something out of the norm. And my family, like my brother and everybody thought I had lost my mind. I was having a midlife crisis, went down my bucket list. That's literally what happened. I went and rode motorcycles, learned to ride motorcycles, never even had a manual stick car in my life, had to get a con, you know, the whole concept of gears and, 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 you know, RPMs and everything just laid out in front of me. I became um, a goal. Personal goal for me was to become a racer. And that took me down um, a path of like something I loved and fulfilled me. And then from that, it became a passion and I actually built a business around it. So I already had the business built when I bumped into my mentors. What I was struggling with was um, 
how to make it an actual thriving business. And that that was where I was stuck because I was dealing with competitors. And obviously being in the sport that I am in, it's very male dominated and it is very much a boys club of which to, to them, I was a newcomer and a female. And so I kind of had two strikes against me there and they thought, uh, you know, we'll give her some hardships and she'll just bounce out. I'm not a bounce out kind of girl. So throw some challenges my way. And I'm just like, Hmm, all right, I'm going to fight this because I fought, I fought my whole life. You know, I'm, I'm not about giving up. And I felt too, at that point, I had established myself within the, within the industry as a female. And if I could elevate myself to a position where I could help other females, you know, navigate our industry easier. I wanted to be that person. So that's how this all came about. And then they kind of helped me navigate the really choppy waters. And one of the things they said to me that I I couldn't forget was you're playing on a rigged field. You're playing on their field. You will never win because they will keep changing the rules. So our strategy is we create our own playing field. They can't play because they don't know the rules. So that's what we did. Yes, yes, and more yes. (laughs) I I don't know how many other places I've heard this. Uh, Even some comedians, like they do it backhandedly, but they do talk about it like Bill Burr, uh, sort of where he says um, there's this idea that – that the WNBA, you know, needs to be supported because, you know, uh, you'll see if you follow the dollar predominantly by and large, the demographic that is female will support a reality TV show before they support WNBA athletes. And yet those WNBA athletes are crushing it, doing so much. And he said, you know, instead of wondering what's the NBA going to do about it, why not everybody just go directly to the WNBA or start your own thing, support your own thing. Don't let others in on it. It's your thing or something like that. So, so I really, if I understood correctly what you were saying, I really admire that that's what you ended up doing. And you said, okay, well then well, I'll just build a house over here and you, you're not invited, you know? And yeah, and, hey, over those, here now. tough toasties to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is entrepreneurship 101, right? You're like opportunity. I don't see it. The one that I want, guess I'll just have to build it. And that's exactly what you did. Yeah. So with their help, um, we've elevated it even further. And it all came around to, with the fact that, you know, you are in obscurity and you have to gain that acceptance. And there's a lot of resistance along the way. And, and I dealt with that. There was some really sparse years, obviously, but in those years, we kept re-strategizing. And I think we're building it to a point where the strategy we have for next year is even better. And that's what's important is to keep building on your experiences. You know, most people will give up just prior to that, that success because they just feel like, oh, too many times, but um, like at, at a training event this weekend, one of the things that um, like my mentor brought up was, you know, Seven Up didn't didn't become a hit until it became Seven Up. It started up as One Up, and then they did Two Up, Three Up, Four Up, Five Up, right, and Six Up, and then they gave up and they sold it. 
And then they added one more ingredient. They called it seven up and look at what happened. So they said, you know, the reality is it takes up to six to seven refinements before their success. Oh, wow. I never loved the soda more. <laughs> I didn't, so I didn't that, that's a great that example of not giving up, right? <clears throat> Yeah, no, I thought Heads Up, Seven Up was just a game that was based yeah. on a soda, but uh, <laughs> that looks that looks a lot different when you hear the story behind it, which is sort of the value of this show in general is you look at people different when you get a chance to see sort of how that connects, because here you are now, right? And the work that you're doing is truly changing things as Moto Vixens, right? And, and the things that you're doing. So with your podcast, even, I see that you have a podcast as well. So, and which makes sense. I saw the mic and I was like, oh yeah, you're serious. I have one too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so for me, then the question is now that you're here and you're doing what you're doing, what should the listener know about what it is that you're doing? Um, for, for me and, and not just Moto Vixens, but, um, in the other companies I've created, you know, the different platforms, they are all interrelated and all of it has to do with, um, really bringing forth, uh, entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs and, and young up and coming, um, entrepreneurs and giving them a platform to shine and it, and mentors and finding ways to help them navigate the choppy waters because we've all done it. And if we can help, you know, somebody and be their mentor, I mean, I think that's, that's our responsibility. It's our duty to give back. I, I love that you do that because there's another person I know who's on this show right now that has multiple companies that are all about giving back and somehow intertwined in a win-win-win. And I feel like I've been hogging up a lot of the conversation. I'd like to check in with Jason. <laughs> Poor Jason. And, uh, He's smiling. See. No, no, I, I love the whole because when I created the the strategic advisor board model model six years ago, right? Around this results-based consulting model where we didn't we didn't get paid if we didn't help the, the client win, right? Everybody said it's gonna fail. It won't work. Why would you want to do that? You know, all these things, right? And it's just because a lot of people they're not confident in what they were doing. And I was, I was totally confident. I was like, whatever, you know, um, we're going to, I'm going to do my thing, chicken wing. Right. Uh And, uh, and that's what we did. We did that. And, you know, fast forward five years and I got more phone calls to buy me out and shut me up than could have asked for. I mean, it stroked my ego a bit, but, (laughs) <laughs> it was good for that, but, but more than anything else, I love to say, weren't you one of them? You were one of those that said, I wasn't going to, this wasn't going to work. Right. Oh yeah. I remember you. Well, guess what? Here's a, mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's the ultimate yeah. like revenge, right? Isn't it? Oh, yeah. And when you have the acceptance, even from your naysayers from the past. Right. Yeah. It's a good validator. Right. Yeah. It validates that, you know, it's not about ego or any of that, but, but really what it is, is it validates in your own heart that you may have done more good in a small amount of time than the good they've done in 30 years. Correct. 
And that is, there's something to be said about that. And I'll say it again, because I've said it like six times already today. And that is lead with value for however long it takes. That's it. And it has to come from the heart, really. And what you did came from the heart. So I I think that was the fast track right there. Most of the time, I think, um, and and no slight to the guys, but the vast majority of women entrepreneurs that I deal with, we do things from the heart. It It doesn't financially help us immediately. However, in the long run, I, I feel like it, it, it has stability. So I, it, there is just most of the entrepreneurs that are women that I get, you know, I get involved with are the ones that we both started out. Well, actually not both, but the ones that did this all started out with the idea, um, build it. And eventually the money will come. Yeah, no, I, I, I can already think of a number of people I want to make sure that I send you away just because you have a similar mission. In fact, when I was a part of Entrepreneur's uh, podcast for Entrepreneur Magazine, there was a few people that I made those introductions for because they all had that same mission of creating and empowering that. And I thought to myself, well, being someone who has interviewed specifically this many people with that same mission, it will, I would be remiss if I didn't go out of my way to make sure they all knew each other if they're on the same mission. Who And there are people in industries that know these opportunities exist and know that these people could benefit from working together and won't even lift a finger to introduce them. And I just can't for the life of me figure out how that's even something that some, that somebody can just leave on the table. It's about win, 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 win. Because Yeah, but they're not part of that win-win attitude. They're a part of <laughs> me, win. I don't give a fuck about you. I <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you right? know, that's if true. you want to. <laughs> no, no, no. That's really the sentiment though, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Because really, somebody said the saying to me a long time ago, nobody cares if you get ahead. In fact, they're happy you get ahead. They just don't want you to get ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. That is a bona fide fact. I don't need any science to prove that. (laughs) Everybody's happy for your success until you're, you far exceed them. And then at that point, the little green eyed monster comes out and then they start, you know, the chitter chatter behind you, the gossip, the, you know, I knew them when they were this and that, and and you're, you far surpass that timeframe. You know, you might have changed as an individual. And what's sad is they hold on to that past that they knew. And the the real, real deal entrepreneurs, all they do is go, all right, time for me to step it up and go even further than I've gone before. And that's just, that's like the genetics of real entrepreneurs is they see someone else succeed. They go, yep. That's a great reminder for me to double, triple down on what I'm doing. And they're they're in their own lane as opposed to worried about, oh, this person's in my lane. Impossible. Your lane is your lane. Exactly. Exactly. People are so far more concerned about what other people are doing instead of focused on what they're doing. Yeah. No. And in the spirit of that, if you could go back, knowing what you know now, to the moment when you found out, oh, man, like, you know. Uh, I'm going to be on my own here. I've got to do it all for myself. What would you say to yourself knowing what you know now about business, life, and entrepreneurship? Don't give a shit about what other people think. Just do what you know intrinsically and trust your instinct because there were so many times I didn't trust my instinct because I, I actually cared about what people thought of me. 
if I had just removed that, I could have moved so much further ahead in such a much shorter amount of time. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's really interesting that your journey starts off the minute you started hitting your bucket list, the things that you knew before you left, this is what you wanted to do. And it takes people <laughs> way too long often to do any of that whatsoever. I can almost trace back specifically, things started changing for me the minute I wrote my first book, even if it wasn't well done. I wrote it because it was part of my bucket list. I said, I always wanted to do it. I got it out on my birthday a couple of years before the pandemic. Oh, congratulations. On yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Just, just, just because I was like, it's on the list. I got to do it, right? Getting myself to write a second book is a different story. But <laughs> that first book, though, I was waking up at 5 a.m. and I was committed and I would write the words and you know, 500 words a day, a thousand words a day. And it, it got done, right? It got done. And there's just something about keeping that promise to yourself and unfolding that path that changes everything for sure. And uh, I keeping, think it's a bit cathartic, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. I know... Um, when I was set on my journey to write the book, my book too, um, I was, I mean, I was dedicated for six months straight. I, I slept, woke up, wrote, right. And that was constant. Sometimes I write till two or three in the morning. I had no life, but there was a cathartic um, healing that happened because in writing it, I finally forgave myself and I forgave all the people that harmed me along the way. And that was, um, I think what needed to happen to let go of all that baggage that I was carrying up to that point, because now I could fly. Yes. Yes. Like, like you said, don't give a shit about what anybody thinks it's (laughs) do what you got to do. And if you have to write, to reflect and see, you know what? I really don't care what all these people think. And it's not, it's no big deal. I'm yeah. moving on. I'm focused on what I got to do. That's what you got to do. Right. Yeah, uh, your journey. And exactly. everybody else has their journey too. Right. And it's up to them to figure out their journey, but this was mine. Absolutely. No, there's, there's some powerful stuff in this and predominantly just in like the way someone could, can, has the opportunity to see things. I shouldn't say should, because that's a little much, but you have the opportunity to look at life in this way, the way entrepreneurs do. Like you said, everything is outside of the box. Don't live in there. Take a look at what's going on outside. Uh, so with that said, before I go over to the grand finale, nope. right, I, I'd like to, I'd like, I'd like to, I'd like to check in with Jason again, because I have no idea how much time I am. To, I'm sitting here talking and I know that Jason's <laughs> got things to say. <laughs> I always got something to say (laughs) about that, but, but no, I, you know, the one thing that my, my son said something a couple weeks ago or a month ago, whenever it was, and I don't know, I was upstairs complaining about something or I don't even remember what it was that I said, but, but he walked up to me and he goes, dad, just do you, man. (laughs) Oh my God. From the mouth of babes. (laughs) <laughs> from the from the mouth of a six-year-old yeah. well, well he was five then and i just kind of stepped back and i was like wow <laughs> you, yeah. all right i'm gonna do that thank you yeah. i'll send I'll, se- I'll send you a check for 10 grand <laughs> the best coaching i've had in years <laughs> but no but you know i think you know we get caught up in all this 
stuff, you know, the news and politics and religion and all this stuff is just like pounding us in the head. That's why I stopped watching TV in 2014. But but all this stuff is constantly pounding us all the time. And we lose perspective of what our personal mission is to do on this planet. Because we all have one. And, and I know what mine is. I'm very crystal clear about what mine is. And, you know, I, but I think a lot of people aren't. And until you truly find that, that you find that personal mission, there's always going to be that little angst. And that's why the world's such a freaking angry place right now. And until everybody just kind of finds their way back to what it was or, or what their personal why is. We're going to live there for a while, but I choose not to live there. I choose to live up on my mountain and ignore it all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Be a little hermit sitting on top of the mountain. Oh, what's going on down there? The ad doesn't look so great there. Every time I go down there, somebody honks a horn at me or yells (laughs) at me. And and it's just, it's not very much fun. So, Well, and that's where I think it's important to surround yourself with um, like-minded people, right? Mm -hmm. Because those people are the people you um, are constantly surrounding yourself with talking to their, their mindset's going to bleed into your mindset. It's going to um, cause you either to um, become very limited in your beliefs because they're, they're a part of your everyday life, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important to surround yourself with people that are always looking forward, that are supportive of you, that will constantly challenge you. And that's what I have. You know, they're constantly challenging me to be better. And you don't want to be the weakest link. You know, you always want to move forward and you always want to become better, know more, become more knowledgeable, teach others, mentor. I mean, that's part of our duties being here. So I think if you're you find yourself in that position, you might be surrounding yourself with people that um, you need to start cleaning house. Oh, yeah. I call it I call it a curated a curated uh, phone roster. I have a very curated. Uh, if your name doesn't come up, I ain't answering. there you go there you go exactly manicured phone list i guess yeah (laughs) especially in this day and age uh with them selling your phone number everywhere you go i can't tell you how many texts or linkedin messages or emails you'll get where you're just like how do these people get my information? And then I remembered that I accepted yes to some terms on some app or something. You, you never know, you know, where, wherever you did it. So there's, there's beauty and, and also tragedy as poems usually are to this yeah. life technology. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, there's been some really interesting things happening with this conversation, this, this running theme. And it reminds me of sort of Joseph Campbell, and is his phrase of saying, follow your bliss, which is, you know, similar to finding your passion, you know, part of the bucket list experience really started to open that up. And you see what happens the minute that you pursue that path, how things begin to unfold when you find your why, as they, as they say. So uh, I think those are all really powerful things. And with that, we can roll the drum here and bring it over to the are you finale. Awake, are you awake enough now to beatbox? 
I don't know if this mic could support it. I left my my mic. Uh, in the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the grand yeah. finale for a million points. <laughs> if uh, if you'd be so kind as to indulge us, Carol, if you could have invited anybody dead or alive to be here today uh, for this specific conversation uh, concerning the things that we talked about. Uh, who would you have loved to have had here to to be a part of this and contribute even potentially and uh, and why them? My mother, man, she was she was my support no matter what, you know, and I lost uh, a big portion of me when she passed away. So yeah. if she had been here to share in the successes, I would have loved that. Yeah, I love that. I love that answer because it's true. You know, uh, you never know who's there for you, um, what your life looks like right now. And then if you were to remove one or two people from that, how that would drastically change the world that you live in. Um, everyone on this call, I know is familiar with that feeling. And so I, what was her name? Let's give her a big shout out. <laughs> um, Jenny. Jenny, Jenny, big shout out to Jenny. Yeah. yeah. Huge shout out. Yeah, seriously. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I, I'm, I'm very grateful that you indulged every crazy question we threw at you. Uh, I'm gonna, and I, and I loved how honest you were about everything. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna let uh, Jason roll us out as usual. Yeah, you know, I love being. I these are the conversations that I love because that's the like-mindedness of people, and you know, it, it makes it, it's not even hard, right? You know, they say do something that you love and wake up every day. And when you do that, it shouldn't feel like work, right? Well, that's how my everyday is. I, I love that. I wake up jazz to do stuff like this because we don't always get to technology gave us these awesome touch points that we all, we, we didn't used to have. Right. So now it's like, we get to, we get to do all this synergizing together and finding out who, who we click with and who is like, Oh, that episode sucked. Let's put that one. In the tank, <laughs> right. So, so, yep. All those, all those things, right. We'll put that in the lost files. Yeah. Right. So, so there's, there's, it's just such great synergy. Thank you for being here. It was uh, wonderful yeah. having you on the show and, uh, I look forward to actually meeting you in in in, in 3D probably. In yes, October, so. sometime soon would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Thanks again. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.